Hey, welcome to episode 185 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's episode is with Janae. Janae has, well, when Janae wrote me, she had type 1 diabetes, and when she got on the podcast, well, I mean, I think you're just going to have to listen. As always, the Juice Box Podcast is proudly sponsored by Dexcom, the makers of the G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor, by Omnipod, the only tubeless insulin pump that you will ever need, and really it's the only tubeless insulin pump there is. So, I mean, if you want a tubeless, anyway, you get the point, Omnipod. And by Dancing for Diabetes. That's dancing, the number four, diabetes.com. Visit them today to see adorable children living with type 1 diabetes dancing. It's really kind of sweet and wholesome. Check it out. Okay, so this is Janae. And as I was editing this podcast episode, and I'm going to give you a little look behind the curtain that you may or may not want, I record them save them, back them up, make duplicates, and then I don't listen again until it's time to put them on the on the show. And so a day or two before you hear it, I sit down and listen again. I edit out like loud noises because, you know, that wouldn't be fun to listen to. You know, maybe somebody like coughs. <coughs> I try to get rid of that. But I also end up listening again almost for the first time. Because the first time's the conversation. It's me going back and forth. And the second time is me actually hearing what was said. As I edited this episode, my wife, Kelly, was working from home that day. I got about halfway through and I said, this one's fascinating. I'm like on the edge of my seat. I don't know what's going to happen. And my wife says, what do you mean you don't know what's going to happen? You interviewed the person. I said, yeah, I know, but I forget. So anyway, if you've never heard it before, there's a lot of suspense in this one. And it's just wonky. You have to hear Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should ever be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making changes to your medical plan. You ready for Janae? Very informal. I just ask you to introduce yourself. I ask you some random question that pops into my head, and then we start talking. Okay. I wish it was better planned out than that, but it is not. No, I have like a couple topics that I want to touch on for sure. I could tell by your email. Yeah. Well, since then, I've had the most amazing and weird twists and turns, I'll tell you. Cool. So. Well, listen, I'm already recording, so just introduce yourself any way you want to be known. Just know I have a little bit of a head cold. If I'm talking and all of a sudden I stopped, that was just so I could breathe. That's fine. <laughs> but go ahead, uh, just any way you want to be known. I'm Janae, and I was diagnosed in early college years, my freshman year actually, and I've been solo living with type 1 diabetes. Um, and actually, I don't know if this is a good introduction now, because I don't have type 1 diabetes. <laughs> I found out. <laughs> you found out you don't have type 1? No. Do you have? I don't think so. We don't know what I have. Fantastic. Things are going great it then, you're saying. Yeah, it's, but that's the thing is it is going great. It's like the medicine I'm on and how, like, I just got the freestyle Libra. So I am doing like, um, checks and all the like mm -hmm. semi regular things that type one diabetics do. I lived as one for seven years. So I definitely have 
some experience. Okay, we're gonna have um, to, we're gonna Janae, we're gonna have to slow down and start over. I can feel it. So okay, you sorry. Were, you, no, 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 no. Don't be sorry. I, I got a lot of good information here. So you okay. were a freshman in college, which made you eighteen yes. ish. Yeah, I was eighteen. Okay, off on your own, like anywhere near home, or were you pretty far from home? Uh, just a couple hours. Okay, well, um, it's far so enough. It seemed you, far. You yeah, couldn't, you couldn't drive home on a whim, right? No. Right. Okay, so Not far really. enough, far enough away. You're diagnosed mm-hmm. while you were at school or while you were home on break? No, when I was at school on Valentine's Day. And how did? <laughs> okay, let's just we'll we'll go through that. How did that happen? Were you on a date? Or were you sitting at home saying how much no. you hated Valentine's Day? What was happening exactly? <laughs> I've never been a fan of Valentine's Day. Uh, and I definitely am not now since that was the day I was diagnosed. But it was, I had a urinary tract infection that started like a week before. Mm-hmm. And I was just drinking cranberry juice, trying to get it to go away. And it seemed to go away. But then I started having these stomach pains because the infection actually moved into like my kidneys and into my blood. And I didn't know. Um, and I had a friend drive me just because I was like, oh, my stomach hurts so bad. And they're like, is it so bad you can cry? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I just wanted to tough it out. It was just weird. It didn't seem like there was a reason for those pains. So, um, I went to the hospital and then they, um, checked my urine and they're like, can you come back here? And then they said, I, they actually said that they didn't know for sure, but they think that I'm type one. So did so you, it, let me ask real quick, did you actually have an infection also? Yeah, I had it all through my blood, in my kidneys, and then into my lungs. And I was, I was only hospitalized for three days. So, I mean, it was a bit, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been, I guess. They must have hit you with the good antibiotic. Yeah, I guess. So you're, now you're 18. Did parents show up or did you just buy, your, buy yourself with friends? No, my mom, single parent, she came right away, like as soon as I called her. And she spent, like, every night with me in the room. I was, like, barely alone, <laughs> which is good and bad. No, of course. But, so what, what, what made them say you had type 1? Was your blood sugar elevated when they looked at your urine? Yeah. Well, they found proteins, I think, um, which was the, like, alert that mm-hmm. they had. And then they checked my sugar. And I think I was, like, 300, almost 400 or something, okay. which is obvious sign. Um. I don't know why they said that they didn't know exactly the reason. I honestly lived for a very long time not really understanding my diagnosis and, like, not understanding why they, like, weren't sure and trying to figure out, like, well, can we be sure? Like, I don't know. But, like, I kept having to do everything, like, take insulin and check my sugars and do everything a type 1 would do. So it was very confusing for many years. Um but you left the hospital in those couple of days after the infection cleared up with the the understanding you had type 1 diabetes. They gave you insulin yeah. and a meter and all that stuff, and you were back at school. Yep. Okay. And then my mom left me in my dorm room. Your mom abandoned I you. Like, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, yeah and I, I was just, you. like, sitting in there like, okay. <laughs> Still feeling horrible, but it was just a daze. Yeah, so, so okay. And you lived for seven years like that? Like, mm-hmm. So all through college, mm-hmm. and then your first three years, so you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 22, 24, 25 years old. Is that, how yeah. old. is that how old you are now? Well, I guess maybe eight years then, because I just found out, like, 
a month ago, two months ago, maybe like the changes in my diagnosis and stuff. So, um, about eight years. So maybe you missed math class while you were in the hospital or something like that. (laughs) I went to art school, so I don't, (laughs) I don't really put a lot of emphasis on math. (laughs) Okay. So, so I, I, I think we're going to end up going backwards at some points, but let's, Mm -hmm. let's pulp fiction this and jump forward a little bit. Okay. What do you, because when you you know what? I don't usually do this, but hold on a second. Yeah. When you emailed me initially, I was diagnosed in 2009, been uh-huh. self-managing with MDI, uh, lived by myself at the time, possibly type 1. You see somewhere. Okay, so somewhere along the way, it is still defective because I take insulin as well, but sometimes from it one night. You, is it possible you just have the... Maybe you just have the flu <laughs> for, like eight, for like eight years. Do you think that's possible? No. No. So no, 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 probably not. So, okay. Definitely not. <laughs> so what happened recently that, that now has you on here saying, I don't have type 1 diabetes after thinking you had it for eight years? When Elizabeth contacted me, Elizabeth runs Dancing for Diabetes and said, I'd like to put ads on the podcast. I said, well, what do you want to accomplish? And she told me she just wanted more people to know about Dancing for Diabetes. Like, well, that's easy enough. I'll just say dancingfordiabetes.com a bunch of times, and hopefully people will, you know, surf over and see what it's about. That's it. That's how nice she is. She didn't ask me to sell you anything or do anything. She just said, can you tell them dancing the number four diabetes? And I said, I can do that. Dancing for diabetes. Dancing the number four diabetes. I mean, you can take a minute, right? Go check it out. So what happened? Well, I think it brings in the problem of getting a good doctor and getting the right knowledge Mm -hmm. and the right science behind it. Because the reason why I was taking insulin and like measuring my sugars and like, I remember asking my doctor after like three or four years in, like, I'm confused. Like, what am I? Because I was not reacting to the insulin like normal. Like, I was telling him, I actually don't need to take that much insulin as you're telling me to. And he's like, oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. He's very elderly. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was told by a few people like he should probably retire, you know, and he was very not proactive, not like in the know with like up and coming things, which is what I was really needing and interested in. Yeah. So every time I'd ask him, he just kind of would blow it off. And when I told him about like, I'm going low when I'm taking the insulin that I'm supposed to be taking, um, lows being like 40 to 60, which is pretty low okay. for me. Um, and Sorry, I lost track. I'm a bit ADD. (laughs) And uh, so he was like, I don't believe you. And he's like, let's do a C-peptide test, which basically is testing the amount of insulin your body's like making and Mm -hmm. producing. And we took that test and I was making normal levels, which is like two point something. And that's the same amount as a normal human being. And we looked back on my test and when I was diagnosed, I was making 0.9. So basically, or like 0.9 or something like, which type ones really should not be making any insulin. That's the whole point of like why you are type one. So it was just like astounding to him, but I still like needed some insulin because something wasn't working right. Like either my receptors or like the insulin I was making was defective or something because I would still have really high sugars that weren't healthy. So sometimes when you bolus, you drop because your body was also affecting your blood sugar and sometimes it wasn't is that the the thought 
Yeah, I think ultimately I had the feeling like my body was making this insulin and it was using some of it, Mm -hmm. obviously, because sometimes I would eat a donut even and I wouldn't even need to take any insulin. But then sometimes I would. It was weird. I wasn't really sure. It It was kind of like I had to just guess and check all the time is pretty inconsistent there'd be like phases obviously where I'd have to take way less insulin because my body's natural insulin was working more and then longest it felt felt, probably felt like the longest honeymoon period ever well and that's what I kept getting told like I straight up remember telling someone who was older um like a adult who was diagnosed and he had lived with type 1 for a really long time. And, I mean, this was after, it was about seven years. And I was telling him, like, my, like how it's interesting or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, you're just in the honeymoon phase. And I was just like, that's so insulting because I feel like I've been. Been going on for a while now. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I've struggled with a lot of the struggles, you know, really low lows, really high highs. Like, I have to check all the all day long. You know what I mean? I have yeah. to inject all day long still. It was just like kind of insulting because I'm like, okay, you're just as bad as a doctor, you know, who doesn't really. Isn't listening to the whole thing. Yeah. It does, in fairness, it's it mimics that idea. But if you know anything about the honeymoon, you have to uh, say after, you know, after a reasonable amount of time that something else has to be, you know, going on. That it right. Doesn't, it doesn't take that long. Can you give me one second here? My wife Yeah. Is, Texting me how much insulin for Panera bread, broccoli and cheddar <laughs> soup, and mac and cheese. Mm. Blood sugars one eleven. I'm gonna say, hmm, bolus. This is a complete guess. Let's assume she's gonna eat two, three, six. They're gonna probably have bread, right? Yeah, seven, eight. Uh, let's call it ten because ten seems like a nice round number. And say, okay, when are you starting to eat? We'll find out how long till she starts to eat. Because if she's going to start to eat in the next couple minutes, I'm going to over bolus to cover for the lack of a pre-bolus. Uh-huh. Let's see. For today's Omnipod ad, I'm just going to read from the notes that you guys have sent me. My son's A1C was 8, but now it's 6.9 after I got the Omnipod. Thank you for the podcast. I told our doctor that we wanted a pump. They tried to get us to take a Medtronic, but I said no. I heard about the Omnipod on the Juicebox podcast. They pushed back. I pushed harder. But now we have an Omnipod, and we love it. I want to thank you for the podcast. Since listening to this show, we've had a breakthrough, and we've moved to the Omnipod and the Dexcom G6. We started with an A1C of 8.1, but now my daughter's A1C is 6.8. I used to accept blood sugars for my son of over 200, but then I started listening to the podcast. I got an Omnipod, and his A1C has already gone from 8.5 to 7.6, and I know it's going to go lower. I want to share with you the last six months of my life with type 1 diabetes. I started listening to the podcast, and I got my A1C down to 6.4. The next time I went, it was 6.1, and I can't thank you enough for telling me about the Omnipod. You want me to keep going? I'm not even through the last two weeks of emails. Here, I'll just look again. Click, just search the word Omnipod in my email. I've been living with diabetes for 15 years. And until I found out about Dexcom and Omnipod from you, I don't know what I was doing. My A1C has gone from, oh, this one's great. My A1C has gone from 8.5 down to 7.5, down to 6.7, down to 5.5. Thank you. 
Don't thank me. Thank Omnipod. Go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box to get a free, no obligation demo of the best, most amazing tubal insulin pump. It's the, it's the bee's knees. Do it. Myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. Or the links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com. Half day of school today. Kelly's out with Arden. That's fun. Yeah. Is it raining where you are? It is rainy here. It's, it's dreary. Yeah, I know. It was so nice a couple of days ago. Just now, <laughs> food came right up. It's been horrible where I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> this gray. Everyone's seasonally depressed. I, yeah, right? <laughs> um, okay, so she said, just now the food already came right out, and I gave her 10 units. I was going to say 10 units. So mm-hmm. I will say I was going to say 10 units. Um, if you get a diagonal up arrow, almost another unit. There we go. That was easy. Um, in sync. <laughs> I can't believe that. We, we never agree on anything. I was like, the same thing. It might be a holiday. Okay, sorry about that. Now, it's fine. Okay, so you. It's, I mean, it's crazy. Like, so what did the, C-peptide comes back? The doctor looks at you and says, mm-hmm. hey, you don't have type 1 diabetes. You have. Well, he didn't say that. He just uh, was like, well, it's interesting, but just keep doing what you're doing. And that's what I got told for seven, eight years that I had him was every time I would go back. Like, I never had any alarming things. He would. He was definitely big on, like, you need to lose weight, even though um, I would say really I'm not that overweight (laughs) and I'm pretty active. I have like a muscular build too. So I don't really think, and my current doctor now is like, no, you're fine. Let me ask you a question because that's what I wanted to ask you. Like other than getting low and and messing around with all this diabetes stuff, are you generally healthy otherwise? Yeah. I mean, I have lots of, like I have a lower immune system. I get infections. You know, um, I had all the classic symptoms like frequent urination and like thirst and, you know, the classic symptoms. Yeah. See, because I'm just thinking like if he sees you Uh and believes in his heart you have type 1 diabetes and you're just coming in and telling him I get low a lot, Uh maybe he discounts you. And when you leave, he just thinks that this person just does not know how to handle their insulin, right? Maybe Uh. there's, maybe there's ways for him to write you off and write you off and write you off the whole time. And if you're generally healthy to begin with, he might just be like, oh, this is a person mm-hmm. who comes here. I give them scripts for their for their mm-hmm. stuff. And you know what I mean? And then you go on your way. Like, I, it's not an excuse. Yeah. They, it sucks. But I'm trying mm-hmm. to wonder how you made it eight years like that. Mm-hmm. I made it a lot by my own personal motivation and research. <laughs> and Like, he didn't really, I didn't even have a diabetes education class. I didn't even know that what that was until I got a new doctor. And they're like, are you serious? He never made you do one of those? Well, was the doctor the first doctor in endo or was the first doctor just a practitioner? No, he was who the hospital sent me to. Oh. So it was, you know, someone on their roster that they just send people to. And Do you live I on mean, the side it, of a mountain or something? No. Like that? <laughs> no, nothing like that. <laughs> no, but... I, and I like reached a point where I was like talking to my regular um, doctor mm-hmm. and she, she works in the same building. They're not really related, but she knew who he was and she was kind of like, uh, maybe not. Yeah, the he's, choice. he probably shouldn't even be being a doctor anymore. And she's like, I honestly, and she thought my information was really curious. 
And she's been kind of along for the ride and a really big support on many ways. Like she's an amazing doctor Mm -hmm. um, and really cares. And she was really promoting me to find someone else. Um, And I tried. I even mentioned something to my endocrinologist, which you probably shouldn't do, I guess, because but I didn't know where to go. And they're like, well, I mean, you're going to have too hard of a time finding anyone else. So and I was just like, "Okay." we love your copay. Please don't leave. Yeah, he's not doing anything for me. I asked him to, like, write letters because when I lived um, in Illinois, right after I graduated college, like a year or two after I moved to Illinois, and I was still trying to figure things out, my mom found this research document or this research article about Modi. Yeah. So, like, the mid-onset youth diabetes, um, which I don't really know why it's called that because I don't think it's necessarily like i don't really understand the name and there's different types but um I'm with I, you. Con- I, don't, I don't completely understand the whole uh yeah the acronym either but uh, listen yeah we, that's not why we're here to figure out <laughs> so, 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 i don't think the doctors even really understand what modi is even yet like it's so new and being researched um but yeah I, your like, mom finds this article did you then go oh wait a minute maybe i don't have type one is that the first time you thought it um, well, I was so curious in the beginning, well, when my insulin wasn't working and he told me I was making, um, I was, or my insulin wasn't reacting the predictable way. And he told me I was making my own insulin. I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, and then he was like, well, from the beginning at the hospital, they never actually said they knew a hundred percent that you're type one. And I was like, but what does that mean? Yeah. Like he wasn't giving me any answers or even a path to find answers. Right. And if, he not, just, if not that, then what? And, you, yeah. and that wasn't the next statement ever. Mm-mm. He just kept saying literally every single time, like, well, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, and he was having me. I didn't even realize sugars over like 120. Like that kind of sugar was bad until I was listening to your podcast. I was like, oh, like he wasn't encouraging me to lower my sugars. I was living at like anything above 150 is high. Okay. So and. So at 140, you were just like, this is great. And just yeah. on your way. Right. I didn't, I had no clue until I started listening to your podcast and you were saying the kind of sugar you were trying to get. And I was just like, what? I feel low at a hundred. Well, that's probably just because you spend your whole time at 150. Your body just gets right. accustomed to it. My right? body's used to it, yeah. but it shouldn't be. Right, right. That, just because it's accustomed to it and you feel okay yeah. doesn't mean long term it's going to be good for you. Yeah. Well, he never encouraged. He didn't even bring up the idea that was ever even a bad thing. Yeah, I, didn't I wouldn't know. expect that from your description so far. So Yeah. But now you're not with him anymore, right? No. Okay. Um and, and how I, does how do you I'm interested in that though. Like at what point did you say to yourself, I'm not I'm not putting up with this anymore and I have to I have to move to some somewhere else, try to get a better answer. I know. Well see I tried to contact those people that my mom sent the article to at one point a few years back. Um, but that was like a long waiting list to get the test. And it's like to get a test to see if you're Modi, which I had no clue if I even was. It's like a seven panel genetic test and really expensive. And they'll do it for free, but you have to be on this like waiting list kind of thing. It's like multiple years. Um, so that kind of just fell on the wayside. I have emailed her back and forth, but nothing really happened. And then I moved back to my home or I live in Columbus, Ohio, so Mm -hmm. I moved back to Columbus. And when I moved back, a year after I moved back, I actually met someone, and 
ironically, his uncle has diabetes, his um, aunt had diabetes, his dad has like um, hypoglycemia, and their family is really into like the fundraising and the whole diabetic scene here in Columbus, which was really amazing. And we have OSU, which is the research college. So, but that's the thing. It's so hard to get into OSU. Um, Once you're in, it's good. But I basically just went to the wrong hospital on the get-go because if I would have went to OSU, if you go to the hospital for anything and you go to OSU, then you're already in the system. You become a patient, just like that. That's Right. And I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I thought I just had stomach pains anyway. So... But so basically I had tried, I called even like, can I possibly become like a patient here? And they like got my information. We're like, well, I don't know. And they put me on this list, but like I predicted I wouldn't really hear back for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he had doctors in the family. My boyfriend does. Um, and they actually talked with me about it. They got me an appointment so I could get into the system and then directly referred me through email to an endocrinologist at OSU and I've been working with her and within three appointments, like my whole perception is like turned around. It's been nuts. That's fascinating. How long ago was that? Um, probably six months, maybe four months. Wow. Do you feel better? Yeah. It will. It's nuts. To be honest, I'm not even taking insulin anymore. (laughs) Okay. So what do you have? Let's keep going for a second with the feedback messages. Scott, thank you so much. I learned how to stop my spikes. I don't think I ever could have done it without seeing the information that the Dexcom G6 was showing me. Thank you for introducing me to the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. This one's just all in caps and it says, what are other people doing without Dexcom? I can't even, I can't even. Scott, I wanted to send you an update since we got the Dexcom. I just wanted to say thank you and tell you that my daughter's A1C has gone from 9.3 to 7.8. I still feel like we have a way to go, but this is an incredible improvement that gives me nothing but hope. This last one's a story someone told me personally. They said that their child was diagnosed, they were following all the instructions that their doctor gave them, they didn't know what to do. They found the podcast, they got an insulin pump, an Omnipod, then they got a Dexcom G6. This person told me that the stress they were feeling about not being able to manage their child's diabetes the way they wanted to caused them to need to start on medication for depression. But then they said they got the Dexcom, they got the Omnipod, they listened to the podcast, and they were able to go off the medication. And their child's doing amazing now. I'm telling you guys, I love getting these notes. And you'll be able to send one one day too if you just go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box or click on the links in your show notes or juiceboxpodcast.com. Scott, I've had type 1 diabetes for 34 years. I just switched to a Dexcom, like you said to, and my A1C is going from 8.1 to 6.2. So what do you have? That, But that's the thing. Okay, so my first appointment, we go through everything. Right. Um, my history, and my history, I'm... Um, my um, mom's side of the family is very bizarre. My grandma, um, who I just met a couple years ago because my mom was adopted mm-hmm. and we never even met her until my mom was 50 and we have a good relationship and everything. But in meeting her, we found out some more medical history and she was diagnosed 
with type one when she was like 10 maybe and like three months from her diagnosis date they wanted to send her to a camp so she could like learn how to take care of herself and everything and by the time it was time for the camp they undiagnosed her because she wasn't showing signs anymore and that that was it she's like 70 years old and still doesn't have any and she didn't she didn't live with diabetes she just in that moment they diagnosed her but since then it's gone yeah but her sister did have type one so it's just a very weird thing, but people supposedly with Modi have weird histories like that of people being diagnosed, their diabetes going away. Um, and like, you have to almost have like certain family history that lines up, but and Modi, you're, starting so, to, you're still learning about all this, this part. Right. Okay. Well, the weirdest thing is, is okay. So through the three appointments with my doctor, we kind of concluded like, at the second appointment, the first appointment was just kind of to get the base points, get my history, kind of get my levels and what I'm doing, and then try to get me to a lower sugar sugar level mm-hmm. in general, not to be comfortable at 150. So I worked on that. <clears throat> and then the second appointment, and we did a whole bunch of tests. So waiting for those tests to come back. The second appointment, um, we had the test come back, and she was like, well you're negative for the antibodies and everything that people with type one normally have. So I've never had the antibodies and everything. I've always been negative though, since the beginning. That's, I think why people didn't hundred percent say I had to be type one because the go band that they used, they didn't see with you. Right. I was negative for them when normally hmm. type ones are positive. And she was like, just verifying them. And she's like, I don't know. I did I think you might be Modi. And that was kind of why I got in with her because she's really big on research and like the newer things with Modi and everything. And so she's like, we're going to go ahead and test you for Modi. Um, In the meantime, we're going to just take you off insulin and put you on Victoza, which is a type two or weight loss medicine, either or. Okay. Which is very crazy. And it was a really weird adjustment um but basically she was saying that i was making insulin so she wanted to see if i could utilize my insulin better with victoza like interacts with like receptor like insulin receptors and like releases less glucose into your um body and then it also tricks your mind to like crave less carbs it's like really crazy it's like a neurological drug but you inject it the same way so i have to do an injection every day um, just like insulin, but only one. And I had to like wean onto it because it made me very sick. Just, I think with the shock of not having insulin, you know what I mean? After eight years, it was so crazy to like, I felt so tired. I was very nauseous. The medicine does that. Um, but since that date, I've like literally just been taking the Victoza. Okay. So that's been working, but the really, really, really weird thing is when we she went ahead and ordered the test to see if I was Modi. Only one place in the country does it only like takes the test. And then only, they have to send it to the only other one place that actually like does the test. And it's like, like I said, the seven um, genetic panels or something like really intricate. It was like $6,000. But with my, how much I make it's like only 800 for me. <laughs> so perks of being broke. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. I know. I'm like, okay, that's not that bad. 6000 is, like, insane. And my old doctor, that was his excuse, was like, well, I mean, 
it's a lot of money. I don't know. Insurance doesn't cover it. And that's just what he would say anytime I ever was like, well, can we just do the test, you know, just to see? And he's like, it's hard to write up. And that's what my doctor said is it is very hard to order, like Mm -hmm. even to get it like order. But she's very forceful and very like in the know and I guess does stuff all the time. But, um, well, not that all the time, though. She doesn't, I don't think, She's have a, a lot of... for her for her right. people, right? By right. the way, She's... you named the episode a minute ago. It's just going to be called The Really, Really, Really Weird Thing. And then that's <laughs> going to be it. Okay. Because we are a half an hour in, and oh. I cannot figure out what is going on, which is fascinating. <laughs> but I know. I, it's, 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 I mean, I'm just wondering. So <sighs> let's stop for a second. Psychologically... Yeah. What was it like to live with type 1 diabetes for eight years and not, not have it? Dancing for Diabetes, the show. Dancing for Diabetes holds an annual benefit show featuring award-winning and nationally recognized performers. They create an evening of entertainment and hope. These people are champions throughout the performing arts community as well as in the hearts of those affected by diabetes. Each year, the show grows in magnitude, reaching new audience members. Due to the generous and loyal support of the community and those directly involved, Dancing for Diabetes continues to grow and fulfill its mission. Until a cure is found, Dancing for Diabetes is passionately committed to the fight against diabetes. Go to dancing4diabetes.com to get more information about the upcoming show. All right, everybody, thank you. There are no more ads the rest of the way. We're going to find out the rest of Janae's story, and I have a little update that she emailed me that I'm going to read to you at the end. What was it like to live with type 1 diabetes for eight years and not not have it? I think I'm still in shock. I honestly don't even think I've really registered just last night. I got the Freestyle Libra, which I've never had anything on my body because originally, obviously, I was emailing you because I did just a regular glucose monitor, you know, and I was emailing you mainly on that experience that I had. So I still am checking my sugars and stuff. So I got that and I was just like, oh, it's going to be so weird to have something in my body. And he was just like, you realize your life is so different now. Like that's nothing. It's just a strange, it's, it's hard to put into perspective, honestly, you know? Yeah. So when you check your blood sugar, what is it usually high or low or at well, where, where you want it to be? The Victoza has helped. Really, um, it l- helps me lower my sugar myself. Um, and basically, my ranges are like 90 to 130 at the highest, and that's like right after I eat. Yeah, that doesn't seem like you have diabetes. I'm going to have to license the sound that Scooby-Doo makes when he's confused and put it all through the episode. Just going to go, because, yeah. because I genuinely, so it, obviously it's something different. And I, uh, while you were well, talking just a minute ago, I tried mm-hmm. to pull up, you know, Moody Diabetes from the ADA. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of information here. And so okay. I'm going to link it so people can go through it. 
But yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that I don't understand it enough to have. Do you want to talk about your favorite television show instead? I maybe I watch it too. I'm a fairly big. <laughs> I really like Grey's Anatomy. Um, no, but 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 no, but seriously, like I mean, you must be in shock still because the one thing I don't understand is if you were using insulin, how are you not mm-hmm. constantly low, like yeah. debilitatingly low? Were you just using a very insignificant amount or do you think your body was in a different phase at that point the thing is is i had to inject fairly frequently but i was literally only doing like one unit one to two units i my carb ratio was like 30 carbs per one unit and back then if you didn't inject that one unit what would happen to your blood sugar after you ate i would go up to like 200s but i was also comfortable at being a little higher so technically i probably could have done better with like a couple units instead of one unit sometimes so there was a time in your life where if you did not take insulin and you ate food your blood sugar would go up over 200 and yeah. now that doesn't exist anymore but you're taking Mm-mm. with victoza mhm all right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put an ad here because I need a second. What do you think of that? Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I, we should do the ad live together because I literally don't know what to do. I've never done that before, but it's starting to make sense to me. Uh, but we'll hold tight. So I'm now looking up Victoza because okay. why not? What type of insulin is Victoza? It's not insulin. I'm reading the internet. Don't yell at me. <laughs> um, similar to insulin, but not insulin. See, you were right. Mm-hmm. These medications are in the class drug called incretin mimetics, which improve blood sugar control by mimicking the action of a hormone called glucagon-like peptide. Well, uh-huh. that's a lot of information I don't mostly understand. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the more dumbed-down How Victoza Works page. This is not an ad for Victoza. <laughs> this is me. No, no, this is me trying to figure out what the heck is going on. All right. All right well, so. me too. We can learn together. All right. I'm well, let's still do learning. it. All right. So Victoza is made by somebody. Who's it made by? Novo. When food exits your stomach too quickly after you eat, your blood sugar levels can rise out of range. When your liver makes too much sugar, your blood sugars can get too high. When your blood sugar is too high, your pancreas needs to make additional insulin to help. All right, well, that didn't help us. Um, three ways that, all right, th- works, Victoza works in three ways like a hor- like the hormone GLP-1 to help control blood sugars. Victoza slows food leaving your stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does that. All right. Victoza helps prevent your liver from making too much sugar. And Victoza helps the pancreas produce more insulin when your blood sugar levels are high. Mm-hmm. Okay, that all makes right, sense. All right, hold on. It's not insulin. It's not a weight loss product. Have you lost weight? Yeah, actually. Okay. Um, not an unhealthy amount. My doctor was like, are you eating? Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I lost about seven pounds. I would take that. <laughs> not doing anything. I know. I was like, okay. I get to speak somewhere in a couple of weeks. I'd love to lose a couple of pounds. Hold on a second. Um, <laughs> the, all right, here the most common side effects of Victoza may include nausea. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you ever have that? Ever stomach ever queasy? Yeah, about, I've had all these. <laughs> how about poopy that's not solid? You have that ever? Oh, well, yeah, I have IBS, so. Vomiting, decreased appetite, indigestion, and constant. I, I love that you yeah. can get constipation or diarrhea. Yeah. What a, what a yeah. no-win coin di- flip that it's is. The dehydration, I think, that is, has a lot to do with that because you get dehydrated on it as well. And mm-hmm. when you're dehydrated, you can actually have diarrhea which is weird. Like it's a symptom of being dehydrated, I think. Unbelievable. Okay, so now we know a little more, but what I want, instead of mm-hmm. how Victoza works, I want like, 
who needs Victoza? Like, like what? Mm-hmm. Is, we're gonna we're gonna totally use the internet to figure you out. Hold on a second. Right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm googling who needs Victoza. Hmm. There's a frequently asked questions way, but like Victoza raise your blood pressure. Oh my gosh! This is the most what? boring podcast ever. Hold on a second. I'm not even talking. I uh, what is the most important thing I should know about Victoza? Uh, do, do not use Victoza if you or your family have ever had MTC, or if you. I don't have, know what that is. I don't either. An endocrine system condition. What is Victoza? Diagnosis. Uh, huh. From my understanding, because my one doctor, my. What? Go ahead. You tell me your understanding because I have zero okay. understanding. My one doctor. Okay, so I just she just was like, we're gonna put you on this Victoza thing. Um, it's an older substance, I guess, that's been around for a while. So that's why she felt it was an easy switch for me to do. Um, she said definitely do not take insulin on it, even if you reach two hundred. The only reason why you would need to take insulin is if you're over three hundred. Okay. Um, because it, that can make you like go drastically low and really hard to get back up. And I've never had to take insulin on it. So that's good. But that's basically the only information I had to go off of, except for like the things I told you earlier and what you kind of read. And then I went to my regular doctor and he's the one who's been super supportive and really interested in everything. And I was kind of like laying it all out for her. And I told her what I was taking. She's like, Oh, I give like a version of that to my patients for weight loss. So I think for the most part, people use it when they're type two or when they're overweight. So I see here um, for type twos, it can be used for the treatment of cardiovascular disease. Let's see. Yeah, I don't understand. Heart problems, kidney, or is safe for you to tell your doctor or something? Jeez. I need a I need a refresher on this. Okay, okay. So, but so the the long and the short of it is is you uh-huh. feel a lot better. You're down seven pounds, which I think nobody th- can I think with. so. And, and and you feel so. Are you getting low blood sugars? Anywhere? Um. Yeah, I, I have had a couple, but my lows were like ninety, <laughs> which my doctor's like, oh, that's not low. Yeah, that's at, but, that's. I'm hoping my blood sugar is lower than that right now. But I, I know. I so, so 90, so I wasn't adjusted yet, though, and so it, it definitely was giving me the shake. I got you. So I felt like I needed to, like, just eat, like, a couple gummies or something. You know, you're so and that, right in the beginning of this. What? You're so right in the beginning of this trans, this, like, this transition in your life. You know, like, it's, you don't even know what the heck's going on yet. No, like, well, like, and I haven't even told you the best part. There's a better part than that? Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone else who's listening, I need a little help maybe because when we took that Modi test, I came back negative. <laughs> so my doctor was like, I don't know what that means. You literally have no known signs for Modi. Um, I'm going to have to contact some of my colleagues and maybe find someone we can send your blood to. Basically, I might be a test subject for someone out there because what I have doesn't seem to exist. <laughs> you stopped taking the Victoza right now, what do you, what happens? Do you know? Oh, I definitely would have like higher sugars. Probably what would happen before when, if I was, when I was taking insulin and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, I still took, I took Lantis and no vlog and I needed the long, long acting and the short acting. I would definitely have high sugars and stuff like that. I would, okay. No doubt about it. I need something, you know, and I need to be active and I need like the basics of all what type ones need, but I really am blessed to be able to find this medicine, you know, that takes significantly less work and time, you know, like everything that is so hard working and so stressful, you know, it's still stressful, but I will definitely admit it's not anything like what type ones have to go through anymore. So now I'm on modiawareness.com. The, mm-hmm. internet, the internet's fantastic. I feel like there's nothing I could have typed into Google that wouldn't have come. <laughs> uh, what causes Modi results from a mutation or errors in a single gene? In mm-hmm. most cases, the mutated gene is inherited from a parent. We can thank, mm-hmm. thank your mom for that, it sounds like. Uh, I know. Yeah. It's 50%. It's about 50% um, if you have Modi, whether your kids will have it. Okay. Uh, it's different from other kinds of diabetes. Uh, Modi is unique because it is caused by mutations. This makes Modi different from type 1, type 2, which are caused by changes in genes uh, and or other factors such as being blah, blah, blah. Okay, unfortunately, Modi is often confused with type 1, type 2. Uh, who gets it? Let's skip in that. Uh, how do I find out if I have it? There's a genetic test, which we've already heard about from you, mm-hmm. that you are now negative for. I wonder right. if that's good times. <laughs> Uh, symptoms of Modi. Patients with Modi may have uh, the usual signs and symptoms of type. Uh, they may have the usual signs and symptoms of type one and type two, like high blood sugar, thirsty, urination. But Modi patients do not have these symptoms. Uh, but many Modi patients do not have these symptoms. If you or your child has symptoms, oh Jesus. Um, treatment: several types. Uh-huh. Uh, received the Modi. For example, many Modis can be treated with simple changes in diet and exercise. Um, have you just tried going for a walk? It's what that's uh, other types of Modi are <laughs> yeah, treated with oral medications only. Everything. Yeah, it just fixes that. Uh, um, there are also types that must be treated with insulin. Once a person is diagnosed with Modi, his or her doctor will help the person to get the right type of treatment. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's the that's the path you're on right now with this new mm-hmm. doctor, right? You're trying. Well, to and there's out. different types of Modi. That was the next thing. Are you on the same page? That's amazing. No, I'm telepathically reading. The next thing said are the different types of modes caused by mutant. To date, scientists have identified eight genes that can cause several unique types. Wow. Yeah. How are they different? Is there a cure? No, there's not a cure. If there was a cure, you wouldn't be on the podcast. You'd be like, I used to have Modi, but they cured it. Um, uh, Where should I get to the next test? What? is maybe common over a half a million people in the united states have it which makes it about as common as type one i don't think that's right but close i actually heard my doctor said it was like five percent or something of all diabetics or something have modi i i'm from my understanding it's kind of rare and so but you still have the same it says here it's still still very serious because if you let your blood sugar get out of control it's not going to be different you know that, that does what it does I definitely need to be taking care of myself and being. That's why I got the freestyle Libra. I mean, I still need to be checking my sugars. See, you still know, need to funny. be active. The Libra for you makes a ton of sense because you're not concerned that you're going to be like shooting up or shooting down, and it's like testing your blood sugar, but without pricking your finger. So, right, I think that makes a lot of sense for you. Um, what should yeah. I discuss with my doctor? Um, nothing. 
All right. So I'm going to keep this link to, I'm going to put this link into because we're now just reading the internet on the podcast. But I think I, I didn't know where else to go with it because it's my, so my, interesting. Yeah, because what you're saying, let me tell you a secret about the podcast. People say stuff, and when they say stuff, I think, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if blank. And then I say that out loud, then they answer it, and then before you know it, an hour goes by. But when you mm-hmm. were saying it, when you were talking, all I could think is, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know. And that's not a good question to follow up with. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. So, yeah, no, it's not your, I'm, I'm assuming it's not your fault. But but so what's the process? You see, you have three. You've had three visits with your doctor now that you understand that this is probably your diagnosis. Yeah. But then the genetic tests come back and you don't match Modi at all, but yet the right. treatment's working. Yeah. So what's well, the plan? This form of treatment, because um, it's still not insulin or anything. It's a weird other solution that I'm injecting right. into my body. But for now, um, next steps, because I was like, well, I really want to answer, especially because I'm at the age where it's like, I don't know in the future. I'm, I may, I, I definitely want to leave the option for kids open and I need to know, you know, as much as I possibly can. Janae, can I tell you a secret real quick? I'm a 46. I've got two children, two dogs. If I didn't have kids or dogs, my life would be amazing. I'm not saying I don't love kids and dogs. I'm saying that they take an incredible amount of effort and money to maintain. I know. And if we had the income we had without children and dogs, I'd probably be a king. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Um, Not that you shouldn't go get children if you want them. I'm just saying there's times when they do stuff and you're like, this is what I gave up my life for. Uh, But I'm just saying... Think it I through. can predict those thoughts going through my head. <laughs> Be rational. <laughs> I'm probably when you're not the decisions. most maternal figure out there. So, well, listen, um, I want you figuring out what the hell is going on with you before you do anything. Because oh yeah, yeah. You because let me ask you a question. You're in your mid twenties, right? You have a, yeah. a art degree. So, what is it yeah. you're doing with your art degree right now? Um, I'm a footwear and accessories designer. No so, see, so you are using your art degree. Oh, yeah. Shut I'm taking right care up. of myself quite well. Very I actually nice. do special effects makeup on the side, so like the blood and guts and gore and weird things for film and oh, no music videos. No, yeah. cool. My daughter, I, Arden, is only 13 and a half, but she talks all the time about wanting to design clothes. That's really what, oh, she, that's what she seems that's to be. That's cool. We tried to buy her a... Uh, a sewing machine for Christmas, like mm-hmm. so she could mess around. She's like, I don't know how to use a sewing machine. I said, Well, that would be a good opportunity to learn. She's like, Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to concept it. She doesn't want to do it. I think she. What she told me was she wants to. She wants to be better at drawing so that she yeah can design stuff better. That's what she said. Yeah, people put a lot of emphasis on drawing, mm-hmm. and in a lot of cases, for mine specifically, it's benefited me, like in my career. But um, people don't necessarily need to be good at drawing either but it is a great skill to have yeah i've always been pretty good on it you were in chicago but you're not now you're in ohio back in ohio Mm -hmm. okay yeah um and i felt like i needed a deep breath there people may have yeah 
other episodes, I've had a head cold. So um, every once in a while, I realize I'm using all the air in my body to talk and no other air is coming in because uh, <laughs> the, the hole in my nose appears to be blocked. No, please um, breathe. I don't yeah. want you passing out. That'd be great. It'll be very boring then. Oh, no, my like, God. Hello? Hello? I, I disagree. <laughs> I think it would be completely compelling to hear you go, hello, hello, hello and nothing <laughs> happening on the other end. <laughs> Screaming. The podcast guy's dead. Hello? Hello? I don't know how to get a hold of him. Uh, Everybody help. Yeah, right. No one's listening but you. Um, but, but, I, I so, now, did you, when you, oh my God, when you got the no markers from Moody back, what was the next, what, did everybody just throw their hands up in the air and go to lunch or was something said after that? Uh, it was so frustrating to me because we have, um, like a thing where you can email your doctor through like this app or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I, she normally gets back pretty quickly and she did answer. She um, said, keep doing, she asked me how my medicine was working and checked in to make sure like everything in, about my levels with the Victoza. Cause I hadn't talked to her at that point about it. Just kind of like going with the flow, yeah. pushing through the nausea and vomiting and stuff like they say to do. Um, but I was just like, okay, so I don't know what this means. My boyfriend's like, well, you might be type 2. And I'm like, this is the weirdest version of type 2. And I don't mean to, like, discriminate or anything. But as a type 1, per living as a type 1 diabetic for so long, it was like, I kind of, I know through talking through social media and stuff with other type 1s, like, they kind of feel the same way sometimes. Like, people who have type 2 are kind of just frustrating because it's just not the same. I think and, it's weird. These two diseases get stuck with similar names, and then people are trying to compare them. There's not a lot right. of comparison with them. Either. Well, I've had people who have type 2. They're like, yeah, I have diabetes too. And I'm like, it's not the same. <laughs> like, it's at all. You didn't have it at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. It's just so annoying. And, like, you know, they get diagnosed when they're, like, 60, 70. And it's like, oh, wow, well, you had 60, 70 good years. <laughs> Why are you complaining? <laughs> I was just That'd trying to drink sensitive. some cranberry juice as a freshman in college. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, it, it, trying to be holistic. I genuinely, I, not to go too far off the track, but I yeah. don't find any value in comparing anyone's struggle with anyone else's struggle. Like, it just, where yeah. is it going to go to? Like, am I ever going to say to you, oh, yeah, your stuff's worse than mine? Um, yeah. You know, I think that, quite seriously, like, whatever you got going on, Mm -hmm. that's pretty bad. It's your thing. You have to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so to you, it's the worst thing in the world. And that completely makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Well, what I found was really encouraging was, um, the beyond type one app. I'd never heard about, um, I don't know if I heard about it through you or like on Instagram or something, but either way I found that group and like on there, I just feel like everyone, it's not like a compare, like everyone kind of shares their story, but it's never in a comparing way. It's just like, oh yeah, I get it. That's or clear. like mine too, just in a different way. It just feels like so relatable and not like we're allowed to share and we're allowed to vent, but it's also not just like, woe is me, you know, it's just like, yeah, like my sugar is super high and it was like uncomfortable and it was super low, you know, or just something that you had to deal with. It's, well, it's, nice. cool. it's cool that you found that because I just, I just interviewed Sarah Lucas from beyond type one yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. The, her episode will come out way before yours, but we're, we were just talking about their DKA awareness mm. program that they're trying That's to, cool. yeah, to put into pediatrics. And I'm on your Facebook page looking at your makeup. 
Oh, <laughs> exciting. It was really cool. No, it really Pretty creepy. Now you're excellent at it. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you got to get to Georgia. And, uh, I got to what? Go to Georgia where they filmed The uh, the Walking Dead. This is where you're uh, I know. I'm, I've done um, one local feature film that's going to come out, I think, and then I'm about to work on... Um, another like independent film and I've done some mu music videos. The film seems kind of like up and coming in Columbus. Cool. So we, we have really good tax situations where people get taxed a lot less if they come in town for business. So appealing. No kidding. Well, for, you're sick. It, it appears in some of these videos that you would also make a good doctor because you were willing to poke around yeah. things that look really disgusting. Well, what's so interesting is I was totally going to go into the medical field. And in high school, I trained to be an EMT basic right. and got my phlebotomy license and wanted to be a surgeon or something. And then halfway through senior year, I was like, I'm going to art school just because. I need to be selfish and I know I'm weird and quirky and like want to look a certain way and not have to worry about people judging me and just want to be able to cuss and be myself, <laughs> you know, not just be so, I don't know, appeal, appeasing to patients and stuff in that way. But I do miss, I do have a certain something in myself that has always would want to help miss that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you don't know. Maybe your doctors are looking at you and thinking, what the F is going on? And they just can't say it. Uh, but, you know, like, because it, it, do you feel um, – we're so close to an hour. Do you feel like you're on to like, something? Like do you think this doctor is moving you towards something? I mean considering that this is – I've had four appointments now and I have another one already scheduled for two, three months from now. And the plan was she's going to research during those three months and hopefully have someone – hopefully yeah. that's willing to dive deeper um, that she knows um, considering I've made this much progress in three visits, four visits compared to seven years of stagnant trying, trying, trying. Sure. Um, and she's very motivated. And even if she doesn't know what I am, it seems like she's one of those people that needs an answer as well. She's like she's it. not okay for just being like, Okay, you know, it is what it is. I have to tell you, I need you to follow up with me still because, I mean, now that you take the genetic test and don't have the markers, I mean, maybe yeah. that's something that happens. Maybe people get false negatives or false positives or whatever, but I would yeah. you please have to stay in touch and let me know what you find out as you go because yeah. I'm never going to sleep exactly right until <laughs> I understand your story. Me neither. I you, fall yeah. asleep and wake up confused. <laughs> every day about life about myself i'm like what's going on it is very interesting like weird like eating and knowing that i don't have to take insulin but being like what the heck is going on in my body though mm -hmm. you know like how am i processing this like how am i getting this point like it bothers me i'm not someone that I, I like need answers. <laughs> no, I, no, I understand. Can I ask you in the last couple of minutes to try to separate two thoughts for a second? Just maybe, yeah. maybe you won't have an answer and this is fine. But in a very, you know, uh, it's not, not exactly the case, but you sort of, you, you know what it's like to live with type one diabetes and then it, it's gone now. Mm -hmm. And is can you put that into perspective? Like, is it life changing? Is it, not as a big deal as you thought it would be? Like, where are you at, like, as far as that ha that gut means? 
I, that wasn't English what I just said, but I'm just, really, <laughs> I'm just really genuinely interested as yeah. to whether or not like you woke up the next day and you were like, <sighs> my God, this is this amazing relief. I don't have type one diabetes anymore. No, it honestly just feels kind of uneasy. And like, I've, there's been so many times, like when I told my boyfriend this, cause he's been very involved yeah. and he's fairly knowledgeable about diabetes since it's in his family right. and everything. And he's had to deal with me as a type one for a while. And he, we just assumed that we were. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, she said this and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like the day I stopped taking insulin, he's like, you don't have to take insulin anymore. Like you look and like, I'll be like, Oh, my sugar's like one thirty, And he's like, can you just appreciate that? Like your sugar would have been 200 and you'd still have to take insulin and everything. And right. he like tries to encourage me and I'm still not, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just don't believe it. Like, maybe diabetes like having type 1 diabetes you don't want to put too you want to celebrate the positives you know but you also you can't totally be like woohoo because nothing's ever consistent like you learn not to be yeah i I, the other thing too is in eight years it just occurs to me as you're talking like you're part of the tribe now like it's not you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's not like you don't completely understand living with diabetes. Mm-hmm. You do, and, and the, the downfalls of it and the low blood sugars and all that uh-huh. junk that goes with it. I would imagine that it's, I don't know, like, if everybody can't walk away from it, maybe it doesn't feel like, like, do you have, like, like I'm wondering <laughs> if you have, like, survivor's guilt or something like that. I do. Yeah, you know what I mean? I do. And actually, I told him, like, I was just like, I feel like, kind of left out, like, I just feel like on the outside looking in to all these people that are dealing with something I'm so familiar with, but I just, and I can relate, but not currently not exactly, in yeah. the same way. And I do, I, and you know, I was kind of excited listening to your podcast. I was like hearing, learning a lot about Dexcom and about Omnipod. And I was like really interested in like getting those things going. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I won't get to have anything like that. Not that that's something to be mad about. It's just like, it was so, it's just confusing. Cause I was like, I don't know. It's like an identity crisis, kind of. <laughs> I can't decide. Seriously, I don't know. Feels like a good mm-hmm. title for the episode. Um, yeah. I'm confused. Um, I, I just, because you, you don't, you're just, it's almost like a, like when we first decided to talk, mm-hmm. that conversation would have been, I think, interesting and, and probably complete. And now the conversation's interesting, but it's it's impossible to wrap up because mm-hmm. you don't have enough answers yet to wrap up the the question. No, really. it's like smack dab in the middle You're of right in the middle the of start of something. Yeah. All right, you have to come back on then. That's fine. Yeah, I do want to say though that like you know I I can't not say that I do feel extremely blessed and like grateful. Um, for, you know, what my body's capable of. I will never say that, like, I'm, you know, I don't want to rub it in or anything like that, but I'm not going to take what I am given for granted, you know? It's no. almost like a second chance. Of course, I something. understand. You don't want to so. give anybody the, the feeling like you're like, ha-ha, sucker, I'm out of this. Yeah, yeah not right, at right. all. No, because you don't feel that way. And at the same no. time, at the same time, I mean, I don't know enough about what is going on with you at the moment, but at the moment, it does sound better than having type 1, so right. good for you. It's definitely, yeah. I'll say, a lot less injections, and truthfully, throughout the day, it is 
night and day difference of right. like just worrying and being so attentive. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's, there's just less opportunity. It sounds like for things to go. Um, yeah. Emergency situation on you. Right. And, yeah. Right. Which is a big part of. That's a huge part. And not doing not doing the worry around blood sugars getting high if you don't do the insulin card. I mean, listen, it's a huge. It's a. Huge and just feeling better, you know, not yeah. having to just do a roller coaster. <laughs> the whole time you're talking, though, I just keep thinking how you said your grandmother was. Your maternal grandmother was diagnosed right. with type one and then never lived with it after that. Right. But that is actually one of the things like having a three generations or something is like a sign for like Modi that you might have Modi if you have like three generations, I think. Or I don't know. There's something to that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you gather all the information on this that you can. <laughs> All the understanding that you can, you. and then you come back and report the whole thing to me. But we All have right. to we have to make a deal right now that at the end of that next hour, we're going to have some sort of an understanding. I know, <laughs> so that people some can feel fulfilled. Conclusion. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's nuts. Today, your life is wonky. <laughs> it is so wonky, but you know. I'm excited to be living. Yeah, well, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, Sometimes. <laughs> that's really fascinating. No. I, how come yeah. I couldn't find a picture of your shoes that you've designed? Why are they not there? Oh, well, you could just go to Walmart or Target. Seriously? <laughs> or any, like, warehouse club place, yeah. No kidding. So I work... I work for Deer Foam Slippers, so we're known as the old lady slippers, but we actually do a lot, a lot more, more than, than that. that. No kidding. Yeah. That's cool. I do That's the cool. little kids and, like, the novelty, so, like, the critters, um, anything with a saying on it. That's crazy. So, do you have a lot of stuff. free slippers in your house? Oh, um, actually, yeah, but we only have sample sizes, so it's literally, like, seven-eighths for women's and, like, nine-tenths for men. So you have a lot of <laughs> slippers that don't fit you in your house. Well, those all fit me. Oh, good, just good. I can't really give them to like other Anybody people else. unless they're that size. That's great. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Like, it, it, it's very. I mean, get away from whatever. I was gonna say get away from diabetes, but I don't know what you know. <laughs> but to get away from the other thing from it, it's just very yeah. neat to hear that you went to school for this very you know specific thing that I would think that most people are like that's not a job, but it, you, you yeah you made it into like a whole thing. That's amazing. Well, my career, my. Pat career path is interesting in itself, huh? I didn't really go to school for this. For this? <laughs> no, I went to school for illustration, so primarily drawing. Yeah. I know um, a person who makes, I think for the NHL, like every time the NHL comes out with new t-shirts, uh -huh. the design, like a person I went to school with sits in their house and makes them. Like just oh. dreams them up and and then adapts them to the different um, teams and then they come yeah. out. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's like, so interesting. It's just not what they expected they'd be doing, I don't think, yeah. either. But it's, I don't think a lot of people, I mean, you could say that for a lot of people. Out there. No. They went to school for one thing or doing something else. I mean, that's why I have makeup on the side. I'm hoping to, you know, I'm. who knows where I'll be. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure if you would have told me I was going to have a podcast when I was younger, I would have been like, I'm done. You're right. I don't think that's me, exactly. I would have just uh, been like, I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Probably I, didn't even exist. I tried to tell somebody the other day. That, um, I, you know, they said, oh, you know, the podcast has been really helpful. And we spoke in person. And I kind of helped them hash out a couple of thoughts. And at the end, they mm -hmm. were thanking me. And I said, look, you don't understand. And I'm like, prior to diabetes, this wasn't me. Like, you mm -hmm. you would never have looked at me, listened to me, known me, and thought, Scott's going to take some of his free time to try to help people with their type 1. Uh, it yeah. just, it's not it's something about 
just the process of living with it in our life just it just took me to a place where I thought I really should be doing this and um, yeah you, you never know how you make those you know, well you have the inquisitive back. capability and stuff that a lot of people might not have to be able to verbally discuss it you know in a way that people are appreciative you're very nice and I always like to, uh, to end the show with somebody complimenting me so let's yeah just, just, call call off, just call it off right here <laughs> Janae I really appreciate you doing this I genuinely don't know what it is we did yeah but I think it's fascinating and I think what's going to happen is when this one goes up I'm going to hear back from a lot of people who are like oh my gosh that mimics my life and maybe, yeah, and maybe they'll have answers maybe for you or, yeah. you know, maybe for themselves. Well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm just hoping that someone else who has something that they just don't feel right about will figure out a way to find at least the steps towards an answer, especially if they have a doctor. You know, I don't mean to badmouth no, no. my other doctor. He was great, but it's just, you know, you got to do what's right for you. And even if they say it's going to be hard to find another doctor or something, you know, it, oh, I, you got to do what you got to do. I think the after school special message of your of this last hour is that you can't give up you, you, mm-hmm. know, you just have to keep pushing and advocating for yourself and yeah trying, you know so I yep. think, uh, if nothing else i think people would take that away from it so yeah i'm gonna uh i'm gonna well, say good. goodbye thank you omnipod thank you dexcom thank you dancing for diabetes go to dancing the number four diabetes.com go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box or go to Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox. Of course, there's links at juiceboxpodcast.com and in your show notes. And now, Janae's note. Well, that's a Google alert. I don't want that one, not that. I'm not filling out your form to see how I like it. And Janae's note, I forgot it. Hey, Janae, I wanted to let you know that your episode is being released tomorrow, and I wanted to reach out to see if you had any updates. Hi, Scott. Awesome. This is very exciting. Thanks for the heads up. I'm now taking Trulicity once a week and using the Freestyle Libra. I am very lucky and both things seem to be going well so far. I also just found out that my doctor found another doctor that would like to do some research on me regarding my diagnosis. So this is also very exciting. I'm going to find out more in November. I hope all is well with you. Well, then I responded back and I was like, but what's your current diagnosis? And she said, it's still unknown. I'm being treated as a moody type two. So try to imagine that for a minute. Right now it's September 2018 when I'm telling you that she just emailed me this. But Janae initially emailed me. Janae initially emailed me in January of 2018. Imagine living like that all this time without a real firm diagnosis and understanding what you're doing. I mean, I'm Janae, if you can hear me, and I know you can, I know you're listening. I'm thrilled that you're doing better and that you're doing really well, but I'm rooting for you to have a real solid, firm answer. And I think everyone else that's listening is too. So when you find out what's really happening and you have, you know, a way to like explain it, contact me and come back on. I'd love to hear the rest of this. All right, I'm going to get out of here. But first, thank you for all the recent iTunes reviews and ratings. I very much appreciate those. And please, please remember, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you found it valuable, if it's helped you in any way, please share it with someone else. It really is the way the podcast grows, and we continue to grow every day, every week, every month because of you. I don't have a budget to run you know, ads on Facebook or, or you know, Instagram or anything like that. I don't, the show just doesn't make that kind of money. So I count on all of you to spread the word. You do an amazing job. Just please keep going.